I understand the why. I understand if you want to take an early exit. Like, if you get to that point in your life, you're like, I'm just going to go to work for the next 40 years. I don't like this today. 40 years of this. And right when you kind of get your mind around, like, maybe it'll be okay. Maybe a coworker pops by, like, don't forget, there's karaoke every Tuesday. You're like, I'm taking off. Comedians with Day Jobs podcast. Universal. Don't act. I mean, shit. Most of you will have it on Monday. Fucking the alarm goes off and you go, mother. Because I have eaten very little. That was fucking. That's your body digesting itself. Uh, well, bully for me. Oh no, I had some fried food last night. That's that's. You need to see a fucking doctor. I don't. I think I'm fine. That shit is fucking awful. I'm fine. I actually. I am. I'm actually going. I promised Nick. Um, that I would go. I'm having trouble with my my fucking cable here. God damn it! All right, what now? What well, were you saying? I promised. Uh, Nick, that I'd go get a, uh, a full a full physical now that I've turned forty. Are you doing that? Everyone acts like that's a punishment. I don't. <laughs> you're, you're gonna do the finger in the bum? Yeah, probably. They're yeah. probably gonna suggest it. I mean, it's not gonna be Nick's finger this time. You know, right? Like, Nicky can't do it. Are you sure? No, I'm sure. Like, if I pay him an extra twenty bucks on the copay? No. 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 Huh. Well, I'll pay him an extra 20 bucks to go four knuckles deep, bud. Ooh. Ooh. I'd, I'd, sounds like a challenge. No, but I, yeah, I, I promised her that, you know, since I've, I've hit the milestone, I would actually go to the doctor and just have him do the full shebang, check the oil, everything. If he does do it, promise me he'll run your hands through his hair. I'm going to make him call me pretty while he does it. <laughs> Just reach back there and run your hands through his hair. I just gonna <laughs> grab the table and be like, "Just call me a bitch." <laughs> slower, slower, slower. And just push against him. Just look me in the eyes. Whether I like it or not, I'm gonna push up against it and just go. Mm. Look me in the eyes, big boy. He's he's an older gentleman and he's very slight, so he's got he's got long fingers, but they're thin, so I'm not concerned. No, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Well, this is a great way to start the first show in a month. Well, it wasn't the first show in a month, but... It, well, yeah, we can get into that one. Uh, so, welcome to Comedians Day Jobs. Um, I'm, I'm Shit Pants McGee. <laughs> Shit Pants McGee. Shit Pants McGee. I'm Jeremy Hughes. Uh, I'm Larry Smith. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. We've missed you guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we've missed a lot. I've missed a lot. Yeah. You've had a busy month. You changed career, like, day job careers. I did. Yeah. I did. I actually, I switched to something that I could actually fucking stand. <laughs> um, no, okay, so, yeah, fucking, I guess we can tackle that right off the bat. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah tell the people where you've been. Yeah, I, uh, I quit RP Lumber. Um, and he started hooking. And I started hooking. No, um, I, uh, I quit RP Lumber, and uh, I, 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 I'm in the Carpenters Union now. Um, I put in my bid for the Carpenters Union uh, like a year ago. Yeah. Uh, almost exactly a year ago. Would you Might tell be me a... if I just shut my dick in this? Um, well, not another fucking box to put your dick in. Mm. You already ruined that one. Well, fine. 
But anyway, I put my bid in for the Carpenters Union about a year ago. Never, I couldn't find any fucking work with them. So, um, so I kind of just gave up, and that's when I started working at Pike County Lumber mm-hmm. right around this time. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, um, I was, uh, we all know what happened at Pike County Lumber. So then, um, I worked for RP for a while. Got real tired of that real quick. Uh, just, I'm just not supposed to be behind a counter, dude. Yeah. Well, there's just only so many places you can jerk off at a lumber yard. Yeah, there, yeah, it, yeah. cameras everywhere, bro. Yeah, which cameras, is crazy to me. Cameras everywhere. They have a, it's a, it's a problem. It's dude. lumber. You don't have to watch it. It doesn't do anything. No one's walking off with with uh, twelve by twelve. So that's. Yeah. <laughs> well, I might. I might put one on my shoulder and be like, "Fuck you, stop me." <laughs> no, man. I was, I was, I was a counter bitch, and I, I hated it because I just didn't have a. I just hated it, dude. Yeah. I hated every waking second I was there. It was nothing against them. It was just, that's not what I'm meant for. I just, I can't do it, man. You can't just put me in the seat and put a computer in front of me and tell me to sit still. I can't fucking do that, you know? So, uh, so uh, right around the time where I was like, this is getting real fucking old real fucking quick, uh, I got a phone call. And um, I was told to go to the union hall. And go do an interview, and I did my interview, and I got placed right there, and I started I started working the, the next week. I didn't even give RP Lumber two weeks notice. I just, I literally walked out. Dick, right? Uh, Dick move. Well, y'all, y'all had some issues amongst yourselves and each other. There were issues. There were issues, but it wasn't, it wasn't worth walking out. That's not why I walked out. I just walked out because I was like, well... I'm about to work my dick off for God knows how long, and then you know what I mean, because like in the yeah, you, know, you work your dick off, and I'm like, I'm gonna take three fucking days off before I start, and they wanted me to start like that week. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm taking the rest of the time off. So I literally just went back to my office and left. Uh, I felt pretty dickish about it, but then again, on the other hand, would you give me two weeks if you were gonna fire me? No. No, exactly. No, if you get fired, you get that day. Yeah. To pack up your shit. I don't fucking agree with that bullshit. That's a double standard and it's bullshit. I don't appreciate it. Yeah. That's stupid. It is stupid. You you didn't give me two weeks. Would you give me two weeks if you fucking fired me? No. Yeah. No, man. No. No, you fucking wouldn't. No, I'm with you. I've always thought that, too. Like, like if you're gonna, you know, like, eliminate somebody's position or just be like, you know what, get the fuck out, you gotta give them some notice. Yeah. You know? Of course, of course. Now, if they suck a bag of dicks at their job, and they're like, hey, "We give you two weeks," and then they kick ass in those two weeks, you're gonna be like, "Well, I did pretty good." Which, yeah, well, which in their defense, I sucked at my job. <laughs> I did. I hated it. My, my boss would tell me to go do shit. I'd be like, "No." <laughs> I don't. I don't want it. No, I, no. Jeremy doesn't do that. No, uh, I don't. No, I'm not doing that. And he'd be like, "No, you have to." He'd be like, <laughs> "Look at me, not." What <laughs> have is a strong word. That's a that's a yeah. Watch watch me not do it. Um, I I just I have a problem with authority when it comes to that. Uh, so it didn't it didn't work out very well. Um, it just it's. I mean, fuck, dude. I spent three years as uh, the project manager. Well, I spent a year and a half ish as a project manager. But I spent three years where I was in charge of myself and I was in charge of other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you're gonna put me on a counter. Yeah. And tell me what to do. And it just, it, it, for a, you know, let's be real, a shit job. That's right in the microphone. Yeah, it is. For a, could you, could you do something with that? For a shit job that, honestly, a kid right out of high school can do. Yeah. You know, that takes no fucking skill. And you, no, 
No, it's that's that's I'm 32 years old. I don't have time for this shit. So, <laughs> so when the union called, they called right, right at the right time. They're like, "Can you come in?" And I'm like, "Absolutely." They're like, "Well, I'm sure you're working." I'm like, "It can wait. <laughs> <laughs> I will leave work now." Yeah, you know. And uh, so, so I, I got on at a real good company here. I, I scored a killer company here in town. Yeah. Um, I, I scored a baller ass company, man. They're busy all the time, so. I've been working my dick in the ground, trying to, you know, just kind of get my toes wet in the union and, and try and, I didn't know what to expect, so I put all my comedy on hold just for, just for a little while, because I knew I was going to be, you know, right. exhausted. Well, well, you know, you gotta, you gotta do what pays the bills. You do. You do, and this kind of goes in with the podcast, you know, with our topic, but, um, I, I just, I wanted to, I wanted to put everything on hold, because this is, this is like a big thing. Well, a lot of people to get into the union. Yeah. Know? So this was a big thing. This was a big, big jump for me. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to put everything on hold for a little bit, spend some time with Casey and Adeline, and, and, you know, take this time. So I took a whole month. I took a whole month. Just last time I was on stage was at Max's show in Lincoln. Yeah. That was a fuck long ago, dude. It, it, for stage time, yeah. Yeah. It is. I'm fucking dying inside. I need a stage. I need a microphone and a fucking spotlight. I am dying. I right got now. a microphone. Right there. Well, I'm talking into a fucking microphone right, right. now. Right. And we got mi- fucking six spotlights. Yeah. So, what what the fuck more do you want from me? People. I'm right here. And they're they're right there. They're Persons, all right there. People. Hi, guys. They're all listening. They all love you. Uh, I'm convinced that my, my supervisor at my job is uh, trying to drive me insane. I am completely convinced. You think it. she's going out of her way? Uh, yes. Like, before, I wasn't convinced. Cause is she, like, is she, like, opening the door while you take a shit? That kind of stuff? No. Just, no. like, everything I do, um, I do it for you. But everything I do, it's, it's like, just, it's right, but it's not quite right enough. It's just always, there's always so little something. And she came to me with something today. And I finally, I just, I, I kind of snapped. And I was like, I'm going to tell you right now, for four years, this has not been a problem. This has not <laughs> been an issue. And she goes, well, it has been. I said, no. No, it's not. <laughs> now suddenly it's a problem, and I kind of I snap. You need every, to get out of the gorilla cage immediately. Well, that's the other thing. She's she was in my enclosure, and it kind of it, I hate when people are. And, and your handler wasn't around. Uh uh-huh. Was one cubicle over. Uh, no, she's she crossed the building, but uh, like everyone, everyone just got real quiet. You know, like when when the jungle goes silent. I was just like, I said so. And I, I used the, I said the phrase so you can understand why to me this is so infuriating, and everyone was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> but um, I I'm convinced I'm convinced that she's just trying to make me go insane because like the dude that works next to me is a friend of mine, and he, he's convinced like he even hit a point where he was like, "I'm having palpitations." I am uh, experiencing, I think, a form of mania. And he's the most low-key, even-keeled, I-don't-give-a-fuck-about-anything kind of guy. But even he was like, I'm convinced that she's trying to kill us both. (laughs) Well, dude, and mania. Mania is, because remember, like, because that was one of the side effects of the fucking Adderall. Uh Remember that fucking three or four months ago that I was on? Mm -hmm. That was one, and I didn't even know, like, when you realize you're manic, you've been manic for a while. Uh huh. Oh, I know. This poor guy. I feel for him right now because I didn't even realize I was manic until yeah. Nick was like, 
you're manic as fuck yeah. right now. And I'm like, really? She's like, yeah. You're up, then you're down, then you're up, then you're down. She was like, I never know what, what you're going to be from day to day. And I'm yeah. like, oh, fuck. I didn't even, and I look back and I'm like, fuck, I am manic. Yeah. So for him, yeah. This dude's been <laughs> manic for a while. Well, but that's the thing. He isn't that way. Really? He is the most low-key individual and really, at, uh, it, well, in his own words, apathetic about mo- many a thing. Well, fucking, dude, ju- that, those last couple weeks at RP Lumber, dude, just thinking about walking in to work was giving me fucking anxiety attacks. Oh, dude, I get it. Every day I'm like, what? In fact, I walk in my building every day going, what have I fucked up? Let, me, let me find out what I fucked up today. <laughs> because uh, it, it is. It's My it, whole time at RP Lumber was, where did I fuck up? Yeah. That was, like, I'm just sitting there, like, contemplating my life. Like, why am I here? Yeah. Why am I behind... A fucking computer in a lumber yard. <laughs> what choices brought me here? Why? Why am I here? But, you know, my job provides me the ability to chase the dream that I'm chasing, so I can't. Yeah. But it's just, it's this one person. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for four years, I've been fine, but now I've got this person that I'm convinced is trying to, uh, well, like, other people, other people hear this happen. They're like, she's gaslighting you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, she is. What do I fucking do about it? I can't, I can't pick her up and throw. I mean, I could. Well, She's very small. Well, I mean, back in school, when the girl picked on the guy, you know what that meant? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 She wants some, some. She wants her some hard Larry. Ugh. Oh yeah. No. I think she does, bud. No, no monkey love. I think hair. she likes you. No, she is. She's. No. See, okay, one I, thing, I, uh, one thing that chapped my ass, uh, well, one of many things that chapped my ass about my old job was, uh, he wanted, dude, he threatened to make me clock out to take a shit in the morning. You show up at, what, you went to work at 7, right? I went to work at 7. Hey, you know, you got a baby, you're not going to have time to take a shit, you're going to take a shit at work. Right, he wanted me to clock out to take a shit. How long were you in the bathroom? Fucking 5 to 10 minutes. Taking a shit. He wanted me to clock out. Well, he didn't want me. He threatened. He's like, I'm going to make you start clocking out to take a shit. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to fuck. Ooh. <laughs> I'll shit in your drawer. How I'll, about that? I'll fucking shit in your dude. I'll, I'll shit with the fucking door open so I can see if customers come in. Don't push me, motherfucker. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll take it. I'll shit on your keyboard <laughs> that, while you're trying to use it. It's not against the rules. I looked in the manual. There's no <laughs> rule against it yet. I will make you write a rule. I will shit with the door open. Don't fucking push me. I just got to take it down. Yeah. Dude, I'll piss the door open. I'll pull my pants down to my fucking ankles and show you my bare ass. <laughs> door open. I'll piss in the broom closet. I don't I'll be right with you. Just taking a toddler piss. <laughs> dude. Ah, man, he was, I don't know, he had a way of just pushing my buttons, man. Some of the shit he would just say, it was just like, fuck. Taking an old toddler piss. You have that with any job, though. Yeah, there's always something, but, like, I, I, and I have been pretty, like, okay, what's going on? What's happening here? Am I just overreacting? Am I just, maybe it's a, no, no, there's people, again, in the, like, the neighboring unit, they're like, she's trying to make you go insane. Like, We'll hear you try to sit there, and I'll sit there and, cl- like, grab my hands, and I'm just like, mm-hmm, uh-huh, uh-huh, mm, okay. Keeping your hands clenched and occupied so you don't come out swinging. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll, she'll just keep pushing, 
and pushing and pushing until I'm finally like, you know what? I just, I get it. I can't do anything right. Just tell me what you want me to do and I'll, I'll, I'll fucking do it. I just don't know. Your expectations are always changing. But no one listens to this to listen to us bitch about jobs. Congratulations on the new position. Thanks, buddy. But yes, they do. It's the Comedians of Day Jobs. And, day and job. that's the one relatable thing we have to the majority. It's the fucking day job bullshit. Day jobs suck and everyone hates their fucking job. Well, well we're about to get on lists here in a little bit. We got we got some lists built up. Let's go. Lists. Real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a I'm gonna throw one out of left field here. Well, let's talk. Well, well we gotta. Inter- we can, but first, since in the spirit of lists, what's your worst job you ever had? What's the worst day job where you're just like, what the fuck have I done? Oh man! Like as soon as you realize, like, it's just it's one of those things, oh. like life changing. Gave you goals and shit just to get the fuck out of there. Walmart. What's the one job? I worked at Walmart. You worked at Walmart? No. I worked at a what they called a hometown Walmart. Oh no! It was it was a fucking it, ceilings were only like twelve foot high. Yeah, and shit. It was a little store. Yeah. But I mean, it's still there. You could talk in one end, and over in the other end, they could hear you. Yeah, they're trying to. Do you have your walkie-talkie? Why? I can be a county market and fucking hear you. <laughs> I. I fucking Ace Hardware that's blue and gray. I can I can hear Nathan fart in the stock room when I'm at home. We're in a small town. All you have to do is go Pittsfield. Yeah. You worked at the Pittsfield Walmart. Yeah, we're at the Pittsfield Walmart. Fuck, that's a small Walmart. Yeah, it is. Holy shit! It was a small Walmart when I worked. That is a. That's hard to say. Small. I've been drinking. Small. It's a small mart. Yeah, I didn't want to miss that opportunity. Yeah, I was hoping you'd catch it. Son of a bitch. I was hoping you'd pick up on it, but uh, you weren't doing it. You weren't taking the bait. No. I had to do it. No. It was a small mark. I, uh, yeah, dude, I, I worked there. It was simultaneously the best and worst job that I ever I ever had. Um, the, the worst thing. Uh, okay, so my buddy Nathan and I, and some of the other guys that worked there around my age, we all had fun. We all fucked off, and it was a good time. Um, and they used to... I liked working the stock room, and I liked working, like, um, the maintenance stuff and lawn and garden, but because I was friendly and fast, they kept putting me on front register. And so, like, they would call me up to run the registers, and I'd be covered in dirt and whatever, because I'd been working all day. So they're like, okay, you've got to start dressing nicer. And I'm like, I'm not going to dress nice if I'm going to be... You know, getting doing the stock room or cleaning up puke. Right. I'm not doing it. You know, because that was part of my job. And uh, so, like, oh, you got to dress nicer. And I'm like, well, just let me know when I'm working uh, the registers. And so, like, four days in a row, I'm doing eight hours on a register. And I'm like, you motherfuckers. And they're like, you got to dress nicer. No problem. I went to Goodwill that day. So, like, I got off at three that afternoon. Because I came in early that day. Went to Goodwill and bought like all the ugliest polka dot, huge collar, nineteen circa 1970s shirts. Which are tits now. Right. But like polyester, super polyester. And You uh, mean super dope. That's the thing. I wish I still had those shirts. <laughs> they were fucking, they're back now. They're fucking bald. The big, uh, the big gaudy print, like your fucking shorts. Yeah, yeah. The big gaudy repetitive print. Yeah, and the big fucking collars. Oh yeah, they're in now. Um, so I had, I bought a bunch of those, right? 
And, and granted, it's... Just walking around looking like a 70s pimp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I bought, like, the... They had the, the polyester dress bell bottoms. So I was like, yep. And I bought a bunch of those. And I had some Doc Martens that I, I would wear. And that's... I came in, and they went... Okay. I went, you told me I had to have a shirt with a collar. Nicer. And had to have slacks. Nicer. So this is what I did. And they're like, God damn it. And at the time, because, um, you know, 90s, I had, like, big rings and everything. And um, a buddy of mine had given me, like, a couple fake earrings that looked real. So I put them... I put You totally those. look like a 70s pimp. Yeah. I had, yeah. I had these stupid fake earrings and uh, the rings, and I, I just stand there. And that people would come and be like, hey, how's that? Oh, my God. And be like, what's up? How's it going? You find everything you need? All right. Ooh, apples. Good choice. All right. Staying healthy. All right. Bottled water. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Okay, stay hydrated out there. What, we got a payday? I prefer a baby Ruth myself. Jesus, dude. I, I couldn't do it. Oh, man. And then, I couldn't have done it, man. But then when it was like, you know, something would break or bathroom would get fucked up and be like hey we're gonna pull you off the register and have you go clear take care of the bathrooms and I'm like ah fuck the worst were the women's rooms women are fucking savages dude dude they're disgusting there was a i got called into the women's room one time we had to shut it down because some broad had um decided to uh defecate everywhere and then wrote her name with her uh, used feminine hygiene product on the wall. Oh, yeah. Dude, women are fucking, they're savages. And I just stood there, and I looked at the manager. I said, what do you want me to do? <laughs> and he said, I want you to clean it. And I went, okay. Can I just clean it? And he goes, I want this clean. I want it done within 20 minutes. And I went, I can do whatever I want. He said, I want it clean. I want it done within 20 minutes. I went, you got it, boss. And I ran and got a power washer off the... <laughs> off, off... I was, was going to say... Out of yeah. automotive. And I set it all up. And I kicked that fucker on and just... <laughs> he comes out and his office is right there. And he's like, what are you doing? I said, you wanted it clean in 20 minutes. There's a floor drain and a dry mop. This motherfucker can go get clean. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Now, I, that's what I was going to say. You better have gone and got, got a power washer. Because fuck that. Yeah, it was I, bad. I think my worst... Yeah, my worst is definitely Schwann's. Mm. Yeah, I was a Schwann's driver for seven, eight months. And it was... They, they Here's how they do it. I don't know if they still do it like that. Because, I mean, that was fucking eight, eight years ago. Seven, eight years ago. But here's how they get you in. Is they tell you you're going to make 50 grand a year. Right? Right. And eight years ago, I was 25, whatever. Sure. That sounds fucking great. What they don't tell you is that you start work at 6 a.m. And you don't get off until 10 p.m. Ugh. And they, your base salary is $2,000 a month. Alright? And you're driving around this big-ass fucking truck. And you're just going to people who don't want to buy your shit. You know? And they gave me all these like little-ass towns, like Easton and Oakford and, and, and <laughs> fucking uh, Pittsfield. Uh-huh. I was the Schwanz man in Pittsfield. 
um, I it, they give you all these little ass towns and and they give you this. You don't hit commission. They tell you you get commission, but you don't hit commission until you hit a certain mark, and uh, and you work your ass off to get that mark because the commission rates are supposed to be awesome. And uh, I was I was good at it because I like talking to people, right? And I like driving a big ass fucking truck. It was fun, right? But I was also bad at it because I don't have motivation, so I just sit and talk <laughs> to people. Like I just sit and talk to people for like an hour. And I'm like, fuck, I've only hit four houses. I'm supposed to be at 160 by now. <laughs> you know, it's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, and so I was bad. I was really bad at it. Because I would, I would just sit there. And, like, I met some of the coolest fucking people ever. Right. I met, dude, I met this dude who's like, he used to be like really good friends with uh, George Harrison. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is bullshit. This guy's full of shit. And then he went and showed me his pictures. Him and George Harrison. And they're all fucking barbecuing and shit together and having fun, but like in the fucking late '80s. And I'm like, this motherfucker was best friends with George Harrison. What the fuck? And it was somewhere out by Petersburg. <laughs> Buy some Schwans, bitch. And he goes, so you like the Beatles? And I go, yeah, I like the Beatles. Like I love the Beatles. And he goes, you'll get kicked out of this. He comes out with one of George Harrison's fucking guitars. And he shows me a picture of George Harrison playing it on fucking stage. And then he let me fucking play it. You know, I mean, like I met some cool fucking people. But when you work your dick off for uh-huh. 16 hours in a fucking day, and you finally hit that mark, it's been like three months, and I finally start getting that mark. I start getting all these customers, and I start hitting that mark where I start, I'm going to start getting commission, right? I call him up. I call my boss. And I'm like, dude, you won't believe this. I finally hit that commission mark. He goes, cool. Good job. You didn't make it in time for this month. He goes, but you can get it for next month. But I'll tell you what. I think you can do better. We're going to raise your mark. Oh. He didn't do that to me once. He did it to me twice. Oh. I hit the mark he told me to hit. Then he raised it. Didn't give me my commission. And then I hit that mark. He didn't give me commission again. So he thinks I can do better. Raised it up again so I wouldn't hit commission. Oh, that bitch. I left the truck somewhere in between Oakford and Easton. And I threw the keys. (laughs) I fucking chucked the keys and told Casey to come get me. Oh, shit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I left the truck fully stocked, unlocked, doors open. Door, not doors as in like the car doors, as in the fucking freezer door. Uh-huh. I left that bitch open. Turned off the compressor, turned off the truck, threw the fucking keys. Dude, I, 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 man, I, that was the worst job I've ever had. Yeah. That I sucks. was fucking miserable. That was terrible. That... And I think it's a close tie with, I used to work at this Dr. Pepper distributing place here in town. And uh, it was like a Dr. Pepper 7-Up something, RC Cola or whatever. And uh, and they wouldn't let me use a fucking forklift. Like you're packaging up massive pallets of fucking liquid uh-huh. that are easy, easily 700 pounds each fucking pallet full. You know? Right. They wanted me to use a pallet jack. And I did. Yeah. I had to use a pallet jack to haul these fuckers around while the other dudes were driving around a poker. They're like, we're not certified. Well, let's get me fucking certified. Right. Because this shit hurts. And they're like, well, we'll get around to it. I think I was there for like three months. And I knocked over a whole fucking huge pallet of fucking Dr. Pepper. Oh, shit. And I, I just left. I didn't even clean it up. I just stood there and looked at it. And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not going to keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not cleaning this up, so. Yep. And I just plain face turned around, walked out, drove home. Yeah. 
Didn't even get a phone call. Like, that was the end of my employment. They didn't call. They didn't say anything. They weren't like, hey, where'd you go? They were like, nah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we know. Okay. It's probably best for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, have fun. Thanks for moving Dr. Pepper. I was waiting for that phone call. I never got a fucking phone call. Never got anybody chasing me out the car. Nothing. They were just like, <laughs> understandable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Miles it, tough. That's what happens. So that's what happens when you don't give them forklifts. All right. We were just wondering. Yeah. He was just a test subject. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll mail you your check. God, dude. That cat's like a fucking rugby player that year, though. Right. Jesus. That sucked. Well, I, that's the thing. I and it was, it was the third shift, too. Yeah. So it was, it was, uh, I got to work at three o'clock in the afternoon, left at 3 a.m. Wow. Sucked. What were you saying? I was just saying, uh, Walmart, we all we had was the pallet jack. And we, I mean, we had big pallets of shit. And, uh, truck day was always the day that I got scheduled. Because it was, okay, we got a truck coming. What's the big burly Irish dude? Do? Yeah, let's Fucking. get let's get this dumb Mick in here to move shit. <laughs> All the young guys, and then they're like, "Okay, you 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 know how the stock room works, so you're in charge of this of your crew." Have that, like, big boy. I'm like, I'm a. Do I get a raise? No, no, but you get the satisfaction of being in charge, and I'm like, I don't want to be in. Ch- I don't want to fucking babysit. All right, cool. All right, guys, you know how this works. Yeah, if we break shit, yeah, it goes on the. On that receiving pallet, and we ship it back. Cool, and none of us gave a shit. Yeah, and I don't want people to think that like, oh, it was just, it was just sometimes that he had to load like pallet. Yeah. Check. No, dude, that was my job. My job was to run around in this fucking warehouse uh-huh. and put these pallets together. And each pallet was fucking seven hundred pounds of fucking liquid. It's... And boxes that collapsed in on itself, and you had to saran wrap oh, yeah. the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And then you got the, and then at three a.m. when the fucking truck driver showed up. They got all pissed off because they knew as soon as they cut the wrap, all that shit was going to fall apart their fucking truck. Yeah. There was one driver, dude. There was one driver there. He would fucking, he would drink on the shift. While he's driving this big-ass big rig full of fucking soda, dude, so he would start drinking when he left in the morning, and he'd be absolutely hammered, and there'd be, like, new scratches and shit all over his fucking truck. And we're like, what the fuck, John? And he would, dude, and, like, he would be fucking annihilated by the time he parked that fucking truck at night. See, we that job was crazy. We, we would, um, there were times where we'd accidentally break a pallet so we could eat the, whatever food was on there. Cause it's, it were, so all of us young guys, we were poor as fuck. Oh, yeah. So occasionally, you know, somebody would just, like, kick a hole in a box of cereal and be like, well, we can't put that on the shelf. <laughs> um, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> Fudge stripe cookies. It looks like. A Oops. whole crate fell off. Oh, oh no. Can't sell that. Om nom nom. The only cool part about that job was that we would trade right next door to the, the soda distribution thing was uh, like Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, all that shit. Uh-huh. Their distribution center was right next to ours. And every once in a while, we would sneak out with a fucking crate of soda, and we would trade them for, nice. uh, of course, a crate of soda is worth like a fifth of Jack. So we'd trade them a, a, for a fucking gallon or a fifth or something. Yeah. And then, you know, and then we'd divvy it all up between all of us. But, yeah, that was that was the only good part of that fucking job. <laughs> the stealing. I don't know. I think the coolest job I ever had, one of the coolest jobs, uh, and also the fucking nastiest job I ever had. I worked at a water park here in town. 
Oh yeah. I oh bet. man, that was fun. A lot of used band aids and floating poop. The, no, it was goose poop. Oh yeah. Goose shit, dude. That makes sense. Like it would just collect in all these fucking goose and, poop. And you had to clean everything. Like it, it's. It, don't get me wrong. You guys, I'm sure you guys know what fucking water park I'm talking about. It's a clean place. Yeah. And the place is legit. The job was fun as fuck. Sure. Because if you like swimming in pee water, it's a great place to go. Yeah. Well, actually, dude, their filtration system is fucking insane. I'm sure it is. I'm just being. It's fucking nuts. I I don't want to you know deter a possible sponsor. <laughs> actually, they've already sponsored us. They like us. Really? Yeah, they've sponsored us for our, our silent auction shit. Oh. Yeah. Oh like yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry yeah. guys. No, 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 no. But no. This, this, sorry about saying you sw- people swim in pee well, water. Well, I'm telling you right now, there's nothing wrong with telling you guys that uh, come beginning of the season, guys, uh, for swimming, go to that water park and thank all those workers because they work their dicks off. Uh, yeah. Because dude, shit is nasty in the spring when you open up all that shit. Uh, but do you have to wash everything with like this hydrochloric acid, or maybe it's sulfuric acid? I don't remember. But yeah, you just scrub everything down with sulfuric acid when you clean it uh, to start the season. That was that was pretty cool. But anyway, um, what else did you want to talk about, buddy? Well, you had suggested, and I think it's a pretty pretty fun idea. Pretty fun idea, Jeremy. Hughes. You got some fun idea. I'm gonna need another beer for this. Do you? Oh. Do we have? Is the cooler stopped? Well, um, maybe. Do we need to pause for a second? I don't know. You want to? Let's just pause for a second, Let's Jeremy. Pause. Let's pause. So yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna pause real quick and then we're gonna come back. Like like nothing ever happened. Like nothing ever happened. It's like magic. Did That's... we already pause? Or did we not? You won't even know. You don't fucking know, dude. Oh. Shut the fuck out. All right, no, we paused. Um, yeah. No, right, what were we talking about? Sorry, fuck, dude. Well, no. So the, out of practice, not doing this shit. The for idea. Long. This is as good as we've ever been. <laughs> I don't know, man. Schindler's lift. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I should just retire now from comedy because that's the only, that's the only, that's my greatest accomplishment. Fuck, that was a good, that was a good episode. Uh, well, you set it up on a tee and I just took a swing. Mm. Um, now, what the, you had suggested that we uh, talk about, both of us pick out our five, our top five um, specials, yep. albums, top ten. comedy albums. Top ten. We both pick five. Um, with some um, honorable mentions. With some honorable mentions, of course. Basically... Basically, my idea was let's 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 we always talk about fuck your wife, Jesus, <laughs> God, man. Uh, we always talk about fucking comedy and, and and these comedy specials and shit, but we never talk about what our favorite ones are. My favorite are the porn parody versions of these comedy specials. <laughs> Dude, they have those? No, no. Fuck, I got really excited. No, I could tell. They're wearing pretty tight shorts. Right, I'm bumming the fuck out of it today, dude. I didn't give a shit. I'm like, we're not doing, yeah. we're not doing Facebook Live or anything. I'm wearing, fucking. I'm wearing. This is what I wore to work today. You look fantastic. Thank I you. love your titty pocket. Thank you. Your titty pocket polo. Here, put your hand in there. Old titty pocket polo. I'd rather not do it. It looks wet. What are you? Are you scared? A little bit. Touch that titty pocket. Am I gonna find milk? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Ooh, God, love you. Sorry, I got excited. Um, so nobody even saw that they can imagine just imagine it yeah uh yeah you're better off just uh, imagining that um, me fingering his titty pocket <laughs> my fingers are wet it's because I licked them it's fucking nasty 
Uh, so, yeah, alright, so... I'm glad that my doctor doesn't have fingers like you. Your what? My doctor doesn't have fingers like you. I fucking, you're gonna find out here soon. He doesn't. He's got, he's got long, knobbly fingers, so... I got fucking sausage legs. Yeah, you do. Put these bitches on a grill, you got breakfast. I don't know, I think, I think you could poke that anyway. That's... Anyway, let's talk about our albums that we like. You start. <laughs> All right, so okay. The so vodka's starting to settle in. The, the whole list is, uh, it, it's, it, I mean, it's basically our favorite. My favorites, your favorites. We're just gonna blend them together so, like a Brady Bunch of comedy. Now, a lot of thought went into mine, okay? Because it, they're not obvious. So, I mean, some of them are obvious, but one of them or two of them in here aren't as obvious as you think. But it's. I love the originality to a couple of them. So let's just count them down. Number five for me. Well, you you do one, then I'll do one, and then you do okay. one. My number five okay. is going to be Robin Williams. Not not A Night at the Met. That one's fantastic. But I think the one that did it for me was Weapons of Self-Destruction. Mm. His shit in the 80s. Was, As I take a big glug of vodka. <laughs> you know, right? His shit, Robin Williams' stuff in the 80s was heroic, like legendary, of course. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it, was, it was groundbreaking. It set the bar for uh, other, in the 70s and 80s, it set the bar for, for uh, comics uh, like him. Mm-hmm. Um, Welcome that's, to the Rockies. That's, that's, I mean, that's, you don't even have to say it, you know? His stuff in the 70s and 80s was, was, was a, the shit of legends. But that set, the uh, the show that he did, um, Weapons of Self-Destruction, which was, what was that, 2003, 2002? Yeah, was that the one where he did, the, where he mimicked uh, Cunnilingus on stage? Yeah. That, I I have laughed hard, but I'm, I don't know if I've laughed so hard that I've had to stop in the middle of a special, well, yes, I'm going to mention that here in a minute. But right, and that and that's that's another thing. Yeah, that's another thing that I thought about when I was making this list was what what specials can I still watch and laugh? Mm-hmm. You know, I can watch over and over and over again and laugh every fucking time. So that's that that was that's what a lot of the thought behind this list was. Yeah. So Robin Williams, um, that that's my number five. Weapons of self destruction. What's your number five? You know what? Um, not to be cliche, let's just go Robin Williams again. Really? Which one? Uh, the very first HBO special. Oh, back in like the seventies. The um, very first one where he was. Yep, I got it right here. Actually, s- sweaty and coked yeah. out. He was fucking coked out of his gourd. Yep, and he did performance art and stand up, and the reason I love it, uh, one, it's just it's this brilliant. What a concept! That was the one where he was all fucked up. No, that wasn't. That was the first. First HBO special wasn't that one, was it? Uh, 1979. No, it was probably. It was probably Night at the Met that you're thinking about. Was it the one where he's wearing the uh, the crazy Hawaiian looking shirt? Um, no, he's got the. No, 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 no. No, this is when he's got he's wearing the suspenders and everything. Um, and a lot of people came because they remembered Mork and Mindy. And he was like, hmm, that's not what you're getting. You're not getting family friendly. Um, <laughs> okay, I know which one you're talking and about. He, what, the one, I know he, which one you're so, talking about. So, coked out Robin Williams crawls up uh, into the balcony and walks all through the balcony. And he goes through the, uh, the, the 
he does this whole Shakespeare thing because he goes through the uh, the audience and it's like he oh, oh hello the moon hangs low in the sky like that, a testicle that's that's what a concept that's this one right here is it yes I know exactly which one you're talking about okay yeah because um and that was the one where he completely loses the audience at one point <laughs> and he goes oh oh this is what it's like all right okay. well this is comedy hell let's let's try to get back from and he's narrating himself losing the audience this is this is comedy hell okay and then he moves on from there and he gets him back and it's this it's a beautiful and so much of it was just coming i mean so much of what robin did was i mean not for nothing i'm not trying to put him on a pedestal it was there were a few times where he let not for nothing robin stole jokes but he didn't mean to and when he realized he had done it, dude wrote like $10,000 checks. Yeah. It was like, hey, I stole your joke. Here's that. I'm so sorry. Because he was on so many drugs, he would just forget. <laughs> he was on all the drugs. Dude was on all the drugs. Every one of them. But it was just that special. I remember watching it. Well, I was a little kid. And it was on... It wasn't on HBO that I saw it, but it was like... Even... Well, before Comedy Central was Comedy I'm Central. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that was what a concept. Yeah. If anybody's listening and knows which one it was, I because I actually know, let I, us know on Facebook. I tried Instagram. googling it and I tried like for five seconds and oh, I was like, no, it's just I know it's his first HBO special because I remember that it was his first HBO special. But it was for really for any comedian, it's wonderful to watch a man who he's early on in his career, right? But he's had a ton of experience at this point. He's had his own fucking sitcom. He's popular, but he still loses an audience. Well, the thing is, is Robin Williams, as a comedian, didn't change a whole lot from 1970s to 2002. His last comedy special he did, 2004. His last oh. comedy special. He didn't really change a whole lot. He was still, he still had, of course he had a lot more life experience, so his material changed, but yeah. he as a comedian, still fucking all over the place. His, and, you know, so, so he, that special you saw, yeah. even though it was early on, it's still the same Robin that we all know. He was just yeah. a little more coked out than usual. Yes. And uh, to watch, to Look. watch him bomb and then get back, you're like, as a, as a young comic such as ourselves, we're looking at it going... Fuck, I know what that's like. I can only imagine in front of a couple thousand people. Well, and what's beautiful is you hear the tales of how he would just sit in the green room before the show, just completely silent, not moving, and then they'd be like, Robin. And you see it in that first special. They come in, they go, Robin, you've got five minutes. And he looks up and he goes, and he stands up and he walks and walks and walks to the stage, right? And then when he, they're like, ladies and gentlemen, Robin Williams. And he comes, he's just this, you could just see him go, Click and turn hit, it on. Hit yeah. the switch, and he came out and ha! Oh, hey, come and discover. And it was like, you know, just <laughs> yeah. uh, fifty-eight dick jokes in a minute. Um, and he was brilliant at it. But to then watch at the end of that special, sweaty, pouring—I mean, just—and obviously coming down. But he just—he comes off stage and he goes back to the green room and he just sits. Yes, you know, and it's just this beautiful. And you're like, holy shit! I mean, the guy is. It was yeah. performance art. It really, at that point, there aren't was. a whole lot of performance art comedians anymore. And he, I think that's why it's so fucking he, beautiful to us now. 
he was this brilliant combination of improv and performance and mime and stand-up. Um, so, all right, what's your next one? All right, number four. We count now. We should have had music for this. I don't know. Number four has got to be Patton Oswalt. Uh, tragedy plus comedy equals time. Something about that fucking album. That, that, oh, that special. Here. Hold on. Uh, wait, wait. Do I need to redo it? Give me, give me a second. Hold on. Hold on. Um. <laughs> All right, dude. Say, say Patton Oswalt again, okay? Yeah. Patton Oswalt. Oswald! Uh, Pat Oswald, uh, yeah, tragedy plus comedy equals time. Oh, yeah? Why? Why? Because it seemed fitting for the... What the fuck is that? It's called ham horn. I wonder. You know why? Why? Ham! It's an app that says... Ham! Why are you doing this to me? Now I gotta get it. No, Do it. Well, say it again. Say, say that again. Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? I'm not participating in this anymore. I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking soundboard. Hold on, hold on. Jerry, Jerry, hold on. In a world where two men sit in a basement and dick off into a microphone for an unlimited amount of time. Jeremy Hughes. Shit dick cunt willy. Directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> no one listens anyway. Jesus Christ. So yeah, there's that. I. That's beautiful. Yeah. I kind of want it now. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, yeah, tragedy All plus right, comedy. Yeah, let's talk about Pat Oswald. Uh, tragedy plus comedy equals time. That was that was the one album that got my attention. Uh, that was when I first started really getting into comedy. So it was, fuck, when did that album come out? Um, fucking, there's something so beautiful about Patton. Uh, he, I don't know, man. He was the first person to really make me not so self-conscious about my nerdism um god when did yeah well and that's kind of part of his magic is that he well you've seen the comedians of comedy yeah you know what i'm gonna actually i'm gonna change that i'm gonna change that i'm gonna i'm gonna go to finest hour his album finest hour is uh yeah, I think that's my I think that's my number four. It's it's a hard time. It's it's a hard one, but I think yeah, the finest hour because the finest hour is the one uh, that came out in two thousand eleven, and that was when I really first started actually getting into this pretty hardcore. Yeah. Right before I got married, um, and it's just dude, something about just the way Patton is. He's just God, dude. He's he's, he's he he makes you want to reach farther into your inner nerd. You know what I mean? Well, he was... He's like a madrigal, almost. It's, it's, it's fucking great <laughs> watching no, him, that's a great watching point. him on stage. Well, and he, he uh, was one of the... Well, he ushered in that era of stand-up of, fuck you, I'll do it how I want to do it. Yeah. I don't have to hit you with, with, a, with 
a setup bridge punchline every 30 seconds, I can take the time to build and build and build. What was the bit about, it was about the steakhouse. Oh, what is that bit? <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about. Oh, God, what is it? Um, I, I know which one it is. Give me a second. Fuck I will. you, we're not giving you a salad, pussy. Yeah. Uh, what was the name of that steakhouse? <laughs> My buddy Tim Schweska actually sent the link to me. Hold oh, on. Oh, man. It, I, think that was, I think that was his finest hour. I think it was. I think it was. Um... God damn it. What's the name of that steakhouse now? I can't remember. That bit was amazing. That bit was so good. Okay. Dead air here. Right. I'm trying to find the link. Sorry. You're that was me, on Smalls. you. You're killing me, Smalls. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, while he's finding that. Patton Oswalt. you. Patton Oswalt is the king of build-up, I think. Yes, because he will. Like he will. He'll. He'll have it. God, I could never, ever sit and have an audience not laugh for three minutes. But he will tell a story, and it. The entire story is this build up into this big long, yeah. this big elaborate punchline, which is and, exact opposite of what we've always been told to do. Yes, exactly. And he'll 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 build it up and build it up and build it up. Every once in a while, he'll throw in a little something something stupid, something funny yep. in the middle of it to make people go. Ha, ha, ha. But then. You're you're just you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, and finally that punchline hits, and you're like, that was fucking amazing. Yeah. You're like that was so good, so worth I'm it. So glad I waited around for five minutes. Yeah. And that and Patton Oswalt really, I mean, there were other other comics before him that were doing that, but it was Patton that took that concept and kind of really opened the door for people, uh, which segues great into my, my next one, if I could. Yeah, yeah. If I can jump in, um, uh, man, it's hard to pick one. Um, and really, I don't know if this. I'm doing mine in no particular order. Okay. But this segues perfectly into Kyle Kinane. I liked his old stuff better (laughs) because one, Kyle was Patton's opener for a long time. Mm -hmm. He Patton picked him up and took him out on the road, which is, I mean, that's a dream. I didn't know that. Really, I didn't know that. Um, that's a, a dream, um, and I mean, I had a hard time picking when you're like favorite favorite albums, and I was like, man, because I love Death of the Party. I love Kyle's first album, Death of the Party, because it is this is a guy. Death of the Party is brilliant in that he had only been able to do a lot of like five to ten minute spots yeah and so when they're like hey you want to come do an hour and record an album and he went sure and then he took all of his five and ten minute spots Which is basically what we're doing yeah and yeah. mushed it together but there weren't a lot of segues no there was none no. there were no segues there were no segues. it was just him going um uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know just a lot of uh uh, he would end a bit by going, ugh. Ugh. So I took some kids to, with, you can't just take your shirt off and watch two kids that aren't yours in a water park. Two unfortunate children named Malcolm and Archer. <laughs> just be Miller Time and the boss. 
Um, if you guys, one, if you haven't heard Death of the Party, fucking listen well, to it. First Two, off, if you haven't heard of Kyle Kinane, you haven't been listening to a whole lot of our show. Yeah. Because we talk about him probably on every, well, not every episode. But what I close. love about Patton, or Patton. Woo! Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Dad. I know what I'm talking about. Um, but what I love about Kyle's albums is they're, like, um, Death of the Party was all cheap trick, like, names of cheap trick songs. And so finally, uh, Comedy Central caught on. Is that on. what that was? Oh, yeah. Com- now, this one, for uh, I Like This Old Stuff Better, he was just going to do all of the tracks from Straight Outta Compton. <laughs> I, I and, wondered. And Comedy Central was like, you can't fucking do that. And he's like, I've done it for the past, like, four albums, or three albums. And they're like, you have? We have to pull them off the shelf. And he's like, what fucking shelves? They're done- There's nothing on the shelf. So he went back and he's like, okay, call this one. This is not called Straight Outta Compton. <laughs> this is not called Fuck the Police. This is not called Gangsta Gangsta. So everything is... So when How you, did I ever put that together? When you go to look oh God, for a is. track, you're like, I don't know. But I love... The reason I love... It really is. Yeah. Holy it's all shit. The, so it's... I mean, that's a big ball move right there. That's, that's a big sack maneuver. <laughs> Because he's like, who's I can't believe I never noticed that. But um, I I liked his old stuff better. What I love about that album, about that special, is it's one of... I can't remember what was right before that, but he had started to really weave the narrative. You know, really start working on that, those longer bits. Yeah. And in this one, I mean, he's doing an hour, and he still has 13 tracks on here. But... This is the one where he's really, like, weaving the narrative. You know what I mean? Like, like he starts with with one bit, and the, that bit segues into the next, into the next, into the next, and just falls, 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 until we get down to... Um, that was the one where uh, uh, he... Uh, uh, the story about the underage girl. Yep. With, with brain damage. Which is oh, felon. I'm, <laughs> I'm a, a felon. felon. <laughs> Light tap on the head. I don't want to put another bruise on the peach. Yeah. I, don't want, I don't want her to feel like I don't want to, another tap on the head. It might send her off. Yeah. It's just, it, it's such a good album, and it made me. Well, that was one of them that I looked at. I was like, I need to up my fucking game. Yeah. Yeah. I need to up my fucking game. And I'm really. When was this well, release? See. 2015, so um, it was actually January 2015. You know when that was? About two months before I started. Yeah. And so I had watched this and went, oh. Oh. Now, I, Cassie, my sister-in-law, for those that don't know, um, she had been seeing Kyle on At Midnight and been seeing him on stuff, and she's like... She's like, it's, I, he just reminds me of you. And my fear is, I, because I know I've got the. I, you don't want to meld into the. I don't want to be. You a, don't want to be one of those Kyle Kinane lookalikes that open for him. I don't want to be. That we talk about. I, <laughs> I don't want to be the poor man's Kyle. <laughs> but I know, I know what I sound like. I know what I look like. I, but I, that's the other thing. I, I was opening for a for a comic at Donnie's, and uh, he said something. And I was like, you know. Some people say I, I kind of, you know, because he's like, you look like this guy. And I said, yeah, I don't, 
I'm trying not to look like anybody but me. And he's like, I said, you know, my sister-in-law and a few other people have said I look like Kyle Kinane. He goes, you look like you ate Kyle Kinane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck, man. No, dude, that's, that's one of the things I love so much about Kyle is, like, his writing. Yeah. Fuck, dude, his writing is so... It, it's, it's... You could tell at Death of the Party, it's quippy and it's, it's, it's smart. You know what I mean? But as his albums go on... They get so yeah. much more intricate, dude. I've had to research a lot. Of, like I've had to research some of his jokes. I've had to research some vocabulary in his jokes, and that's the same thing with Patton. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I like Patton is because it, it, you're yes, you're listening to comedy, but you're learning as well. You well, know, I dude, I've had to research some of Patton's shit. I've had yeah. to research a lot of Patton's shit. Well, and it was funny because when I'm researching in the middle, like I'll be reading, researching shit, and then I don't know, I'll go. <laughs> That is funny. Oh shit! They're like, oh god, that is Wait, fucking what great. What does that word mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah. But like, um, so uh, the other honorable mention, um, or the first honorable honorable mention, will be Kyle's, um, the stand-ups that thirty-minute one that he did. Um, Fuck, dude. For the stand-ups, yeah. It is brilliant because one, it's thirty minutes. And so he shoved a lot into 30 minutes, too. It's, it makes such a good point while also being goddamn hilarious. Uh-huh. So that's my honorable mention. Your turn. Okay. Because I know we're, we're going to... Keep going. It's fine. We're running out of time. No, it's fine. Hurry up. Uh, fine. I'll start with my first honorable mention. My first honorable mention is going to be uh, Jim Jeffries. Really? 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 Huh. Um, I don't know if there's anything wrong with Jim Jeffries. I just uh, well, okay. So the first, uh, God damn it! Now I got to do research because the uh, this isn't on my list. Okay, but this is like you said. This is an honorable mention. Um, it was the the one about gun control. Mm. That that whole special was fucking fantastic, and it kind of pissed me off that all they all they focused on was that gun control shit, yeah. and they were just pulling at it. But like, if you actually go back into that, it they never they don't show the good part of that fucking joke. The good part is is like in the 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 beginning of it where he talks about how he got mugged, mm-hmm. like they, they broke into his house and and robbed him, and they don't mention any of that when they play that that clip yeah. over and over and over again. It's like, dude, you guys are playing the wrong part of the joke. Yeah, yeah, I get it. He's making a, a valid point. Okay, that's a good point. Okay. And, and he even has a disclaimer. Listen, I know America and Australia are two different things. But you guys are missing the funniest part of that fucking joke, which is in the beginning of it, where he's like, he's, he's trying to figure out the code for the safe and shit. He's like, he's, he goes, he's, he's like, he's like, what's, what's, uh, I can't, what, I can't remember the combination. And, and she's, he's like, uh, he's like, your mother's birthday? Why the fuck would I know your mother's birthday? And he's like, and he's on his hands and knees and shit trying to figure out the, the, the code to the safe. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny to me, but he had this. He's, there's just a line. It's not even a joke. It's just a line in the joke where he's like, "Maybe, maybe we wouldn't be getting robbed right now if you didn't have the windows open because it's too fuck." He's like, "Fuck, how's it go?" He goes, "Maybe, uh, fuck." I'm going to rewind this one now. Oh yeah. So he goes, uh, he's like, he goes, well, maybe if you didn't leave the window open because it's too hot in here, we wouldn't be getting fucking murdered right now. <laughs> it's such a good line. And just with his Australian accent, the way he says it, it was just yeah. the entire, like, it, I, I don't think the special gets as much credit as it should. 
It really because they yeah. focus on that one joke, but like the entire album and the entire special is fucking phenomenal yeah. from start to end. It's 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 definitely worth an honorable mention. Not on my favorite, but it's definitely worth an honorable mention. Right, and I know that um, one of my my buddies who's a, a sketch comedy writer of, uh, and he does a little bit of stand up, and uh, if he listens to this, I encourage him to do more because um, he's funny. But I also discourage him because he's funnier than me. And uh, he can go to hell for being funnier than me. And you'll see this this weekend how much funnier than me he is. That little bastard. Who? My buddy Zig. Oh. Um, but uh, anyway, he loves Jim Jeffries. But okay, what's what's your next one? Okay, so number three on my list. I don't know how you're going to feel about this one, but I love this guy. I love this guy, and I love this comedy special. I'll, ke- I'll keep my Because it was so original. And just originality... Is, it, it, you almost feel like originality is lost anymore, especially this kind of originality. Bo Burnham. What? Nothing. I was about to say. No, uh, no, no. That was the name of the, the special. Oh, <laughs> you said it so like no, like confrontational. Bo Burnham. What? That was one of the. You said it like it was I know, a, right? What? 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 Say no. something, bitch. No, dude. Bo Burnham is a fucking prodigy. A lot of he people. Don't, a lot of yeah. A lot of people don't agree with me, but other people are like, oh, he's fucking no, dude. The kid was fucking like 17 when he started making these videos on YouTube. Yeah. And they weren't just bullshit Justin Bieber cocksuckers. Like, it was, it was like, this dude, have you seen Bo Burnham's like original videos? They're fucking hilarious. Dude, no. they're so fucking funny. What I was going to point out is there's a, a, it's like, I don't remember how long ago, but it's, uh, it was on Showtime called The Green Room. And it was Paul Provenza had, like, it was like a roundtable discussion. Okay. Um, with just comics. And I watched an episode where it was Ray Romano, um, Mark Marin, Richard Belzer, um, Judd Apatow, and Bo Burnham. And Bo Burnham, at that time, was like the new face. Yeah. So here's all these old guys that a few, like... All these veterans. We're like, oh yeah, we, you know, a couple, like Judd Apatow knew who he was. And well, of course, John Apatow did. Yeah, and Paul Provenza was like, hey, just go over and play one of your songs for these guys. And he's like, okay. So they had a piano in there for him, and he played, I said, artist. The song, you know, I'm an artist. And Mark Maron's sitting there listening to it, and you just see him going, fuck. Because <laughs> for Mark Maron to look at a, a young guy and go, fuck, he gets it. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm a fan. But no, I... I Dude is brilliant. So much genius and so much. It's not. It's it's once again. It's the performance art. Yeah. And that and he is the definition. Bo Burnham. Is, what he does is he's the definition performer. of performance art. It's yeah. a, he's a performer, and uh, it's funny and also makes you think. Like it's it's very well thought out. Every every joke he tells on stage is extremely well thought out. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, dude, I've even had to research one of his. I even had to research one of his jokes. Yeah. And the kids, uh, he's fucking 20-something now. But when he, when, when, I think when, when What came out, he was only 20. And, mm-hmm. dude, he, he plays all the instruments himself. He writes all the lyrics himself, of course. He, uh, uh, he, of course, he writes his own jokes and stuff. But he also does his own lighting. He choreographs his own lighting. He choreographs. It's, it's a concert. But they're, it's not all music. Right. But it's, st- it's weird. It's still a concert, you know? A lot of it's spoken word, a lot of it's music, and it's, it's it, it, fuck, dude, it's, the kid is a genius. It's just so well thought out. Yeah. You, 
I mean, we do we talk about all the time, write a joke, cut it down, rewrite it, write it, cut it down, rewrite it, you know, until we're happy. Like, you got to wonder how many times did he rewrite this? So it was like, I'm not happy with this. Mm-hmm. I, this I can do better. Yeah. Um, so Bo Burnham, what is definitely, yeah, that's that's top three right there. That, that, I'm, I won't argue with that. Yeah, that was such a great. What about you, buddy? Um, my next, oh, my next one, again, no, no, no specific order no for you. No specific order. Um. But I'm about to agree with you on this one. Oh, okay, you're gonna go, to, okay. Oh, yeah, maybe no, not no, this one. Not this one. Well, if you, if you've not seen it, you need to. I, I do need to. Kathleen Madigan's Bothering Jesus. Holy shit. Holy shit. I feel so ashamed because I, I don't, I've never watched any Kathleen Madigan. Uh, dude, she is, well, her two best friends on the planet you know what? This this will blow your mind. Louis Black and Ron White. Really? And Kathleen Madigan's a local girl. She's St. Louis. Is she really? She's St. Louis, Missouri. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. So she's she's a good Irish Catholic girl from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. But this fucking special. It's all. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. This is her Netflix special, "Bothering Jesus." I had to stop it. Five times. Because I was laughing so hard I couldn't hear the next joke. Really? She does the uh, um, a joke, a whole bit about the Malaysian flight that disappeared. <laughs> she doesn't. She does this whole bit that is just genius. And then she goes. So she goes. For, and that's a pretty high concept bit, right? It doesn't seem like it, but when you break it down, you really think about it. It's a pretty high concept bit. But then she goes into um, volunteering to put a baby seat, like a car seat, in for her sister, um, who, if I'm not mistaken, still lives in St. Louis, doesn't matter, it's a suburban area, and she's trying to get this fucking baby seat in the back of this fucking car, and she can't do it, and it's just getting hot, and she's back, she's outside drinking beer, and she just fucking takes her shirt off, and she's just out there in her bra, drinking beer, and the neighbors are coming up, she's holding this baby seat, and she's like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> and just it's just the whole thing is just um it's just one of the best albums i mean it, and it's got now i'm gonna have to listen to kathleen madigan um it's got 26 tracks on this album that's how much she packs into an hour really dude it is holy shit she is <laughs> the fitbit and ambient bit is great um, that is a, that's a that's a lot of jokes, dude. Because I mean, in in forty five minutes, I can maybe get a good 10, 12 jokes in, like good solid uh-huh. like bits. The Malaysia six bits. Malaysian Fuck. flight three seventy comes in three parts. Really, dude. I I again, I laughed so hard I had to stop and rewind a couple times so that I could so that I could watch it. All right. <sighs> okay. Uh, number two for me. I don't want it to seem like I'm fucking kissing ass here, but there's a reason that I sought Chad out and and and, and declared him as my mentor. He can um, feel your tongue on his taint right I know, now. I know, but listen, man, Chad. He's Chad. Brilliant. Chad was a Chad was a huge Ooh. staple in me getting into comedy. Uh, first time I heard that first album, "You're the Best," or the actually the first album I heard of his was "You're the Best." <clears throat> and uh, fuck, dude, it changed my world. 
It changed my because like that was right around the time I was I was getting ready to have Addy um, and no that was Footprints on the Moon. Is that still Footprints on yes, the Moon? Yes, that's Footprints on the Moon, and that's that's actually the album. That album that's the album I'm gonna talk about here in a minute. But um, you're the best was uh, I, I came across this comedian who's got two kids. You know, he's a suburban house dad. Yeah, he's got two kids, and they're they're the constant. They they are his jokes. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of them, they are his jokes, and I, and here I am getting ready to have Addy, and I was freaking out because I'm like, man, and I wasn't freaking out like, oh man, I had to quit comedy, but I was thinking like, man, like this is, you know, I'm excited to be a dad, but how am I going to be a dad and balance comedy? And then I come across Chad, and I'm like, fuck, dude, that's that's what I need to do. I need to take this whole being a dad thing and turn it into comedy, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's real, he's what really inspired a lot of what I know uh, my my material is now, um, uh, being a dad, family, stuff like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, Chad's definitely, Chad, uh, but the album I'm talking about, my favorite album of his so far, uh, is the latest one, Footprints on the Moon. There's a new one coming out here soon, yeah. so it's going to have some competition. Yeah. Footprints on the Moon uh, came out a year and a half ago. And it is fucking genius from beginning to end. It is. It is one of the... And I knew you were doing it, which is why I didn't put it on my list. <laughs> because it is... It's in my... It, 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 it is in my top six. Yeah. I, I had to pick a top five. And I that's why I'm allowing a couple others in here. Because, and honorable mentions. Because yeah. I knew you were going to talk about it. Yeah. And I, I love... Well... I love that. I love that album. I love Footprints on the Moon. I love anything that I, anything of Chad's, because he's just relatable. He's so and relatable. he doesn't hold back. He doesn't hold back. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, um, that's kind of inspiring. Where you can be like, oh, you can't admit that your kids are dicks. Yeah, well, exactly. my whole new my whole new set is just talking about how kids are kind of <laughs> shitty. I love them, but kids are shitty. So come out and see me live and hear me talk about how kids are shitty. All right. Um, um, well, hold on, real quick. No, no, go ahead. Okay, I want to. Yeah, I want to keep talking about this album real quick, just real fast. Um, I think I think part of the reason why it's it's on my list is also because we have a you and I both have a deeper appreciation for the album just because we know how it came about uh-huh. and we know. What he had to do, we had him on the show, uh, fucking almost a year ago. We had him on the show, yeah. Um, and uh, he was talking about what it what it took to write this album, um, and the appreciation, and then hanging out with him, and I literally got to watch him write and craft his jokes. You know what I mean? So to be able to watch one of your heroes uh, in comedy, you, be able to watch him in like in mid joke. Like the thing is, like he. He was when I when I was hanging out with him in, in Chicago, he was prepping for a special. So he was still crafting some of these jokes and to watch his watch it to watch it come along and stuff and you're just like, I know what he's doing, this is fucking off. And he does, man. He puts it dude we were we were eating at Portillo's uh before the show and he he did one of those things that we do every once in a while where we will will run a joke by each mm-hmm. other. We'll try a joke out, you know? And I can't remember the joke, uh, but God damn it, I knew I knew what he was doing because I said something and he was like, "Oh yeah," and like kind of like you know like this, and then he goes, "You know," because la la la, and I go, 
did you just try a joke out on me? He goes, yeah, it's on my next special. And I'm like, ah, you shut a fucking joke out. <laughs> you I, motherfucker. <laughs> and I, I could tell that he was trying out one of his newer jokes. And sure as shit, he did it that night on stage. And, uh, and it, was, it, was, it, was, it was fucking funny. But um, uh, it, he actually just recorded that next special with no idea when it's coming out. But he just recorded it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, but um, fuck, man. It's just Chad's, Chad's definitely one of my absolute favorite comics. goes without saying. But that album, that's top two. That's number two right there, man. Awesome. What about you, bud? Where you at? All right. Oh, I'm with you on this one. Well, yeah, but you're, it. it's not the one you think. God damn it. I, uh, I gotta go with, uh, Big Dumb Animal by Matt Bronger. Such a good fucking Such a, special. It's so good. It's so it's good. It's so good. Um, just everything, just, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. There's no bad track. <laughs> it's hard for me to pick out one. Like, Angels is one of my favorites. Uh-huh. Because even the kids now, when we see somebody that just makes us laugh, the kids look like, that person was an angel. And I'm like, yeah, they were. <laughs> Fuck you, peaches. My dick wants to buy you a drink. Yeah. Let me put me in you. What's the problem? Um, let's see, was this the one? God, we just went full fanboy on this fucking episode, I'm fine didn't with we? that. Um, Jesus. <laughs> oh, and even once, where he talks about giving blood. Even once. Even once. Brad. You rough hands. <laughs> uh, but honorable mention then goes to Soak Up the Night, his his first album, which is ridiculous. And to see, to go from... I'm surprised Shovel Fighter wasn't your honorable mention. Um, I really thought Shovel Fighter Oh, I love Shovel mention. Fighter. I love Shovel Fighter so much. Because um, that's the one that's got the, uh, <laughs> the hilarious cop. Yeah. <laughs> It's quit clowning around. <laughs> They're all tripping balls on LSD. <laughs> Maybe shit my clown suit. Um, no, yeah. but Shovel Fighter is the one where he does the joke about being a Shovel Fighter. Loses the whole fucking audience. Loses them, dude. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, that's pretty much my worst job ever. Yeah. And then, it, and then just for some reason, they all come back. But it was just so, that joke was so fucking out there. Because he, he was, loses them all. He got so into telling the story about <laughs> killing his best friend with a shovel. And oh then just, God. from there, takes two beats and goes, yeah, that's probably my worst job. <laughs> it's so good. What the fuck? It, that's just bombing on purpose, and it's fucking hilarious. Oh my god, I have such an appreciation for that kind of shit. It's so funny. Alright, alright. Alright, my number one. Oh, you don't even have your horn out. Oh, oh shit, hold on. Alright, my oh. number one. Hold on. It takes forever to get into my phone. It's it's like a it's like a oh. Christian girl on prom night. God damn it. God damn it. Alright, go ahead. My number one. You gotta wait till I do your name. Oh. God, you suck at the soundboard. Alright, go ahead. My number Motherfucker. Hold on, wait, no, hold on, hold on, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, I'll wait. My number one, Kyle Kinane. Ham! <laughs> nope, uh, my number one, my number one album, uh, it, it's Kyle Kinane's Lucy Chicago. Uh, it just, like you said it's with Matt so Bronger, there's good. nothing wrong with it. It's so good. There's nothing wrong with it. And every album, every, or every album Kyle does, it just gets better and better and yes. better and more intricate, more thought out, 
more. I mean, it's just more everything with each and every album he does. Fuck, I thought Lucian Chicago was amazing. And then he comes out with a stand-ups special yeah. on the stand-ups. And that half hour blew my fucking mind. I, my name is in the fucking album. <laughs> you know? And I, yeah. Uh, my name is in, in the special. Uh, not my name, but he does this joke about a guy named Jeremy. And I was like, ha Yeah. Oh, Jeremy, Jeremy does work. work in mysterious ways. Get <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out of here. But dude, We got a laugh track now. And it's also one of my it's also my absolute favorite because I can hear your dumb ass in the fucking background. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you okay. If you go back to uh, if you if you listen to Lucy Chicago, um, he filmed it uh, he filmed it and recorded it at this at the Metro for Comedy Central. Uh, now if you go back to the joke about um, was it? It was one of the jokes about him having gout. <laughs> I think it was the one. Uh, oh, it was the one about the balls, uh, where she grabbed his balls or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, now, if you go back to that joke, at the end of that punchline in that joke, you can hear in the background a resounding. <laughs> That's fucking Larry. <laughs> you can hear Larry. That's not somebody who sounds like Larry. That's fucking Larry out in the crowd. You yeah. can hear his goofy ass in the special. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, I was convinced that you were wrong. I was like, no, no. And then I, I heard it. So I was listening to Pandora, and it came on, and I heard, I was like, God damn it. I think I even texted you. I was like, yeah, I fucking heard it. It's because, no, listen, dude, listen. I went to the pictures. Uh, if you guys don't already know, we were actually at this taping. We both showed, uh, we, we both went to the show. Um, so we were there to, to actually watch them record this. It was cool as fuck. It was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, but I was looking through the pictures. Dude, they had atmospheric booms uh -huh. over the balcony. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they had atmospheric booms down, down, you know, and they had one in the middle. So they were picking up audience laughter and then mixing it in. So yeah, uh, they picked yeah. up one of your. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you can definitely hear Larry uh, after the punchline. Yeah, uh, yeah. dude. Now, see, uh, with with that album, I did notice you did notice what he did this time with the tracks, right? They're all they're all named after things that cause gout. Oh, are they? You didn't notice that? No. You're shitting me. Look at this. Uh, okay, so we're gonna pull this fucking. I had because I, of course, I, I bought the album. I have it, but um, let's see here. Yeah, dude, all the albums are named after things that cause gout. Isn't that amazing? That's awesome. That's fantastic. Um, oh no, I don't want to start it. I didn't mean to record that or start that album. Uh, yeah, no. So all, all the names, like, okay, so the names of tracks are beef, uh, salt, corn syrup, dextrose, mustard. Natural flavoring and coloring, garlic juice, <laughs> sodium or, or I don't know, I don't know sodium nitrate. There we go. Uh, extracts of paprika and sheet casing. These are all things that cause gout. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. <laughs> but the whole album itself, like, it, it's it, fuck. It was so good. Yeah, it was. It was. It. It was hard for me to pick which Kinane album. Because they're, they're all great. Yeah, they are. That's why he is who he is now. Yeah. They're, they're all fantastic, but yeah. All right. Um, 
so my final. Well, no. I'm gonna do my. I'm gonna do my last final mention. Of that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're okay. I didn't give you a heads up. Another curveball. My last final mention has got to be Shane Torres. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. Shane Torres's album that that just came out. Yep. Uh, what last year? Yeah. Uh, Shane. That that whole album is. Uh, I can I can it, it was real close. It was it was a hard pick uh, between Patton Oswald and Shane Torres for the number five spot. Yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, I could I could listen to that album over and over and that over again. That Guy Fieri bit. A Guy Fieri bit. And I know that's what and he's the the uh, the the quitting your job. Oh, this job. <laughs> I don't need this job. I so cope. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out, Richard. You're fired. <laughs> I don't need this fucking job. I sell, I sell coke. coke. <laughs> I'm in the dope game now. <laughs> Richard gonna be all right. Richard was not all right. Dude, it's such a good. That's uh, just that whole album. Shane, hats off.